The Consumer Electronics Show, better known as CES, is kicking off in Las Vegas. It's where the world's tech companies and techies come together to celebrate some of the coolest gadgets imaginable. This year, though, the harsh reality surrounding China is taking away from looking to the future and is forcing tough questions about the present to be asked. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today is the executive editor of the technology team at Bloomberg News, Tom Giles. Thanks for joining us again, Tom. Thanks for having me. So take us inside CES. What's it really like there? So, uh, full disclosure, I've never actually been myself. (laughs) Um, Dirty little secret of my career. But, uh, you know, we've covered this for many, many years. And everyone who goes talks about the miles and miles of conference floor uh, booths and other displays where these, you know, the world's biggest consumer electronics companies are trying to grab your attention, show you that what they're doing is the next big thing in tech. Um, In past years, they will, like, net off a whole section of the conference floor to show flying drones. These folks will show off robots. Um, It's become in many ways an auto show with more and more Mm -hmm. cool gadgets for your cars. Uh, But, you know, people who go talk about wearing their shoes thin because of uh, literally miles and miles of conference floor uh, to cover. And what are some of the uh, marquee products that have come out of CES over the past few years? Well, historically, you know, you've had debuts of of really of game-changing devices like the Xbox way back in 2001. You had the Palm Pre, which at the time was a big deal. You know, a decade ago. In more recent years, um, you've seen a lot of a lot of emphasis on 3D, 4K, big TVs, um, ever larger TVs that take up bigger and bigger sections of your living room. If uh, and the conference floor certainly, um, robots are always a big deal. Um, again, more in recent years. Uh, that's just a handful of the devices that really get a big debut with a lot of splash and pizzazz at, at, at CES. You know, one of the devices that I've been reading about that is going to make their presence really felt are voice-activated digital assistance devices. And they seem like the same, they seem like the exact thing that would come from a CES convention. So why is this their year? Well, what's interesting is that there's a lot of folks using uh, these devices, these smart home devices, digital assistants, voice activated in their homes already. Um, The estimates are that a quarter of U.S. adults are going to use one regularly this year. But the problem these manufacturers are facing, and the leading ones, right, are Amazon, Google, Apple has gotten into this, is that we're still using them for very rudimentary tasks. The number of times I ask my device, hey, can you set a timer for X number mm-hmm. of minutes when I'm cooking, you know, is, or, or just playing music. Um, but what these, but the device makers and the app makers want you to do with them, they want you to start using them for more sophisticated things like buying, buying items. You know, hey, Alexa, uh, I've run out of X, whatever the, whatever the, product is, and I need more. Can you place that order for me? Or we're also wanting to, you know, they also want you to use them for the smart the smart home. Mm-hmm. Um, use your device to turn on and off the lights, to, um, you know, connect to TVs and other devices besides your, uh, besides just your music. You know, when and you so, invite these yeah, devices into the house, 
uh, into your car. I mean, even into the shower, uh, some of these products are. But that's opening yourself up to a lot of privacy concerns. I'm pretty uh, is that sure these something... devices have no business in your shower. But no, you're <laughs> right. I mean, it is a big, it is a big privacy. There is a big privacy concern, and we've already seen instances of these devices being used to, you know, for testimony in, um, in hearings. Uh, you know, are there snippets of? of what went on in your home at a very critical time during an alleged crime, for example. Um, How much are they listening to you? How much are they picking up on the things that you're talking about? And will they use those later to uh, send you ads, for example, whether it's on the Alexa, on the device itself, or on devices that are connected to the um, connected to your 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 voice activated assistant um, privacy is a big deal and the big tech companies are getting in more and more trouble lately for their inability to control uh, what happens to the data that you give up in exchange for the services they provide you brought up um, how the floors at CES some of them turn into like car show floors. Um, so how big is driverless technology going to be this year? Well, we've, we've put a number on that. Actually, 300,000 square feet of the conference floor is wow. going to be devoted specifically to auto-related technology. And that's bigger than some of your big car shows. So in many ways, we, we joke uh, that, that CES has become a big car show. But I think the, the important takeaway there is just how important it is for the automakers to incorporate cutting-edge technology into the devices that we're, that we're driving around um, or that are driving us from place to place. And how close are they to getting to a point where this technology is a day-to-day thing in our lives, in our cars, our taxis, uh, buses, you know, trucks, you know, taking our, our packages across the country. You know, um, in recent years, there has been a lot of hype around this, much of which got kicked off a couple of years ago when Intel bought a, a company called Mobileye that a lot of people hadn't heard. Of. It's not a mainstream name, but they spent $15 billion or more on this company. And the company focuses on driverless technology, autonomous, um, uh, the, the technology that's going to help these cars kind of get around. And so that kicked off this huge hype cycle about how quickly we would be riding around in driverless cars, picked up in robo-taxis going from place to place in, um, you know, in buses that, that are autonomously driven. And so far, it really has not come together as expected or as quickly as expected. Have there been any announcements yet or any products or demonstrations you or your team are, are waiting for this week? I, I, I want to see... Uh, I want to see what is new in 5G. This is the technology that is going to, at least to hear the the wireless carriers tell you the story, is really going to revolutionize wireless um, technology and make it much more ubiquitous, much more seamless, um, and much more connected uh, to your daily life. So we're going to hear more about 5G. I'm I'm really interested in hearing just whether and to what extent that's going to be available this year. Um, We've talked about 
Uh, we've talked about voice-activated devices, and will they enable you to connect to other you know, devices in your home, turn on and off the lights, um, and really make you manage your home in a more efficient way? Um, that's another one that we're looking for. And really whether we can cut through the hype on driverless. Mm-hmm. I think the onus is on the auto industry to show that this is really making headway um, and not getting caught up in all of the regulatory uh, hurdles that, that cities and municipalities and other localities need to go through in order to enable the testing for these devices. Is it overcoming the concerns about um, safety um, and the highly publicized incidents when there's an accident and, at least in one case, a death? You know, one of the biggest technology companies in the world, Apple, will not have a giant booth this year at CES, but it is going to be felt. Its presence will be felt there. So how scared are companies in Las Vegas at CES when it comes to Apple's recent revenue forecast hiccup? Well, when you see a company like Apple, which is one of the most valuable tech companies, period, in the world, when they come out, as they did last week, with a warning about a sales shortfall because of demand in China, that really does send um, a warning signal across the globe that anyone who's doing business in China, anyone who's connected to the smartphone market, has to be looking at whether the problems Apple is facing are going to are going to hit home for you. And in fact, many of the suppliers to Apple have already come out before even Apple um, made its, its, its announcement last week. They had come out and said, hey, we, we're worried about orders from a big supplier. They didn't name the supplier, but it was very clear um, in most cases that that, suppl- sorry, that customer was Apple. Um, and, and so, yeah, when you see that the world's most popular populous country, China in this case, is, you know, where demand is falling off, where growth is slowing, where um, consumers are opting for local smartphone makers, um, companies like Huawei, Oppo, mm-hmm. Vivo, ones that are not, you know, common, uh, common here in the U.S., but certainly that um, sends shivers through down the spine of any consumer electronics companies. And we've talked to a lot of people at CES who expect that, you know, Apple's concerns, China growth slowdown is going to be very much a topic of conversation at this conference, more so than it has been in the past. And how about the China-U.S. trade war? How much is that going to be on people's minds this week? Well, certainly that is something that folks are blaming for some of the um, some of the slowdown, some of the reluctance to buy U.S. goods, U.S. Um, devices, U.S.-made devices. We've seen reports um, in several publications about how companies are encouraging, companies in China are encouraging their employees to buy local, to mm. buy from Chinese manufacturers, um, like Huawei in particular, which, as you'll remember, uh, uh, the U.S. asked Canada to arrest the CFO of Huawei when she was traveling through Canada. Um, and that has been a real flashpoint in U.S. tension, trade tension with China. Um, China has, uh, all, has uh, arrested a couple of uh, Canadian officials, mm-hmm. uh, former government folks. And that those are, those are very... Um, obvious and tangible outcroppings of a of an underlying um, 
growing problem uh, between the U.S. and China, and will how high will tariffs go? Can the U.S. and China, which you know these talks are going uh, ongoing even now, can they work out a compromise that will that will bring down trade barriers and enable trade to flow more freely, keep prices from going up, and maybe encourage uh, a bit more of a, a free flow of goods between these two countries? When you take into account the trade war and um, Apple's downturn in China and the future of 5G, which will be a race between countries to have that 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 network. This year, CS is seemingly becoming almost more geopolitical than typical, I imagine. You yeah, know. it's taken on. Yeah, absolutely. Questions about growth, questions about trade, questions about demand for electronics are so much more important this year at CES than they have been in many years, and that's simply because for many years we've seen this huge growth trajectory that has fueled uh, the stock prices of companies like Apple, Alphabet, Amazon, so forth, um, uh, because there was so much, there was so much robust demand for things like smartphones apps that run on them, uh, the chips that run these devices, um, and it's been robust and it's been steady and consistent for many years. However, 2000 and, uh, 2018 was a, a year of reckoning for many of the tech companies as you started to see growing concerns about regulation, growing concerns about global growth, a, a plateau in the smartphone market where it's just become saturated. And everyone who, you know, most people who want a, a smartphone have gotten it already. So now it's a race to, well, it, it's the pressure is on all the more for you as a manufacturer to outfit your smartphone with increasingly sophisticated uh, um, uh, features and apps and 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 screens, et cetera. And it's harder and harder to do that the more the, the this market matures. Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Make sure to follow Tom on Twitter. He's at TS Giles. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.